benefit. The word reward means benefit resulting from some event or actions which is done to strengthen approved behavior. By implication, your behavior or action result in some things coming to you. Amen? I'll take that again. Reward equals benefit resulting from some event or actions which is done to strengthen approved behavior. Approved behavior is directly connected to an activity you can be involved in which you may choose to go in but most appropriately that you are assigned to. So I mean to say if you are assigned an assignment and you are carrying on that assignment faithfully there is a reward that comes from it to you. It becomes an approved behavior because you are specifically targeted to do what you were supposed to be doing. Are you picking this? By implication, if you are appointed to an office and you are consciously carrying out your assignment in that office diligently, there's a reward that comes from it. That becomes the approved behavior. The behavior or your action is that which you are attached to. In other words, you are attached to that assignment and you are doing it diligently with all your heart. And I am saying there's a reward that comes from you behaving in that manner. So, benefit resulting from some event or action which is done to strengthen what? Approved behavior. Praise the living God. All right. Okay. I'm not going to be going down very quickly. So, let's see how it goes. All right, so let's quickly look at the book of uh, First Kings. I want to bring a little illustration from the book of First Kings. And uh, we'll look at First Kings chapter 11. And uh, I'm going to be reading from verse 28. First Kings 11 and verse number 28. Praise the Lord. Okay. And uh, it says, And the man Jeroboam, was a mighty man of Velo. And Solomon seen the young man that he was industrious. Mark that in your Bible. He made him ruler over the charge of the house of Joseph. Praise the Lord. He made him charge over the house of Joseph. He was industrious. Somebody saw him. Who saw him? Okay. And he found out the guy was industrious. Isn't it? Okay. And it came to pass. At that time when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem. That the prophet Ahijah the Shilonite. Found him in the way. And he had clad himself with a new garment. And the two were alone on the field. And Ahijah caught the new garment that was on him. And rent it in 12 pieces. Hallelujah. Okay. And he said to Jeroboam. Take thee 10 pieces. For thus said the Lord. The God of Israel behold. I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon. 
and give ten tribes to thee. But he shall have one tribe for my servant's sake, David. And for Jerusalem's sake, the city which I have chosen out of the tribes of Israel. And some of your children will come into authority if you are truly in service to the Lord. Solomon came into power by reason of the services of his father David. Now he couldn't retain or continue, if I may use the word, to walk in the way that his father walked. But God is saying, because of my David, my servant, I will still allow him to have one tribe. By implication, because I made a promise with the fathers that there will never be a time that a lamb will go out of his family and go to allow him to have one tribe. Otherwise, it will have all been over. But for the sake of the services of David, the reward of service. One tribe were left for Solomon or David's house. The reward of service. So the things you do today are not just ending today. The reward doesn't even end here. You are laying the foundation by the services you render in the house of God for generations to come. Now it comes to a time as we progress you're going to find that it puts God down to make a speech that you least expected by reason of the services you render. Don't be surprised that the things you do by the things you do today in the house of God they speak for your children tomorrow. Your children come into the place of rest and God comes into a covenant relationship with you by reason of your services in the house of God. Hallelujah. Verse 33 says, Because that they have forsaken me and have worshipped Asherah, the goddess of the Zidonians, Shemos, the god of the Moabites, and me come the god of the children of Ammon, and I have not walked in any my ways to do that which is right in my eyes, and to keep my settles and my judgment, as David, as did David his father. Now, can you see that you can live a life that becomes a standard or measurement for other people's behavior? David became a standard of measurement for every action of a succeeding generation of kings. Anytime God wants to measure a man's action, he measures in relation to David. Think about that. <laughs> Hallelujah. By implication for every king that ruled in Israel, David was a judge. Because God will only condemn the people in relation to the actions of David. If it was approved, David became the parameter for measuring behaviors in Israel. You can do the same. You have the same opportunity you have the same chance. You have the same privilege. You are in the right place and the right time to be as David was in your generation. Glory to God. So whether you be in school, wherever you find yourself, you can set a standard by which others' behavior can be measured. So you see, 
Anytime God speaks according to my servant, David. No, think about it. And one of the things that you need to understand about the life of David is a man who listens to what God says and do exactly what God says. Praise the Lord. All right. So now, who was Jeroboam? It's interesting we know. Because you see, the Bible tells us precisely that Solomon saw this man, made him ruler over the house of Joseph. House of Joseph was not particularly a tribe. He has to speak with Manasseh, and remember? Okay? The two sons of Joseph in, in Egypt, right? So they called the house of Joseph. And he said, you know, Levi was not a tribe as it were. Okay? Because it was a priesthood, so it was not regarded as one. Is that okay? All right. So who was Jeroboam? Jeroboam was from Ephraim. Manasseh and Ephraim. Can you get that now? Right. The two sons of Joseph in Egypt. Is that okay? All right. Now, Jeroboam was from Ephraim, the leading tribe of Israel's northern kingdom. Now, remember, as at this point, there was this issue of Rehoboam coming to the throne. Is that okay? And that is why, to take time to read this story, if you will, from chapter 1, if you will. Okay, let me say from chapter 10. I just want you to begin to read the story from chapter 10. And then go on, maybe chapter 10 or 9, whatever. And then you're going to see something very profound. Sometimes you find that the action of Rehoboam was stupid. But this guy wasn't doing things he did by himself. There was a force behind him making him to take the decision he took. So that the kingdom can be divided. Because God has already said, I'm going to take this kingdom from Solomon. Are you still there with me? I always believe that so many things that happen in the scripture, they are preordained. God is always... Now, can you remember the woman that failed Elijah the prophet? What the Bible says? He said, I have commanded. So the woman... Can you imagine a widow giving food to somebody? No, she needed help. She is the one that needed help. Elisha, the prophet, should be able to come and help the widow. But God said, listen to me. I've commanded that widow. And anytime God commands you, it's because he wants to favor you. That's why you should be sensitive to hear. When God wants you to give, give. Even if that is the last thing you have, put it down for him. Anytime he commands you from behind the scene, he wants to favor you. He wants to take you from the level you are to another level. And even when Jesus came, he said, there were so many widows in Zarephath, but only one. Now, can you imagine the peculiarity of this widow? Praise the Lord. Even so, you find the same principle here. That Rehoboam did what he did. Good cancer came from the elders. He rejected it. Why? Because God had already taken the kingdom from the house of Solomon. And so there was no way he can respond to that which is right. So many Christians do the same thing. When God wants to take them out of the way, he gave them confusion to believe a lie, to become rebellious because he has already given them over to themselves. One of the prayers you must pray is, God, don't give me over to myself. Are you still there? He said, because they refused to retain the knowledge of God in their mind. He gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not lawful. He gave them over. That instant you can't accept that which is right. No cancer comes right to your mind anymore. Because God has given you over. Why? You have to be out of the way. 
Praise the Lord. Jeroboam was from the leading tribe of Israel. It's not a kingdom, an ordinary man like every other person in Israel. It is seen that he had, had, he had worked for Solomon when the king built the supporting terraces and filled in the gap in the wall of the city of David. As a result of his good work, Solomon promoted him over the whole forced labor force of the tribe of Israel and Manasseh, the house of Joseph. Can you get that? Hallelujah. When Solomon was building, he was observing the people walking. And he came to notice this man. Come on now. You see, when you say, come on. I want you to, if I wish you can cut the spirit of this message today. When we say, let's do some things, you think God is not watching? Oh my goodness. He is observing every bit of your action. Remember, reward, the benefit of reward. Can you remember that? Things done through. The instrument of behavior. The reward that comes to benefit that comes to by reason of your behavior. Now you can see Rehoboam here. I've just mentioned David, but look at Rehoboam. This man was being watched. Everybody was walking in Israel, building the house, building the walls, and Solomon was watching. And they find that this guy was doing it conscientiously. He has his whole heart doing the work. And Solomon just looked at this man by the time they finished building and said, Hey, you come here. Now, I, today I make you the ruler. Oh my God. Hallelujah. I promote you because you were diligent in doing the job, thinking that nobody was seeing you. <laughs> Ruler over the charge of the house of Joseph. This means he was in charge of the taxes and tribute that were coming into Solomon. He was overseer of Solomon's works. He did. How did he get qualified to become the one in charge? Now, but I want you to get the picture first. When he became the charge of the labor, he was a supervisor. And, and a worker became a supervisor overnight because he was diligent in his service that he was doing. He didn't apply for it. Oh, come on, hear me here. No, there was no application. There was no contention. There was no written examination. He was brought into authority. Charge of both the labor force, the economy of the city was now in his hand. Collect all the taxes, Jeroboam. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? How did he get qualified to become the one in charge? Because Solomon observed him while building the city and temple works. Diligence in what you are given to do qualify you to be promoted to an office least expected. Can you get that? Diligence in what you are doing with all your heart fixed into it. Doing it as unto the Lord. Not unto man. Qualifies you to be promoted to the level of position that you least expected. There are so many things you struggle for. <laughs> but God can lift you when you least expect it. And I'm showing you the key to come into prominence, to come into light, to come into power, to come into authority. I'm showing you the key this morning. Reward in service. Even though you can sit down and analyze some of the things that are going on in the fellowship, the things you need to do in the house of God, how you can be easily involved and completely get committed, how you can come to that, there's reward. Hallelujah. You may think people are not seeing you. <laughs> if man will not see you, God will see you. And if man can't reward you, God will reward you. 
Now Solomon saw, but I'm also going to show you that God also saw Jeroboam. Hallelujah. Now I ask a question. Is God there for a respect of persons? Yes, he does. You know, we quit this. God is no respect of persons. Who says God respects people? Let me tell you what God does not respect. God does not respect personalities. <laughs> Did you understand what I mean by that? Let me give you the example here. He does respect people. What he does not respect is geological framework. Despite the grace that Samuel carried in Israel, God rejected his children to step into the priestly office just like Eli's, Eli's case. Is that okay? Come on, did you hear what I'm talking about? Follow this. God does not respect people. I mean, offices, frameworks, genealogy, tribes. He doesn't. But he respects people. So when you say God does not respect. You see, God is respect of no one. What it means is, everybody, God can minister to everybody. He doesn't respect people because you are a Jewish man, you are a Christian. No, God is no respect of persons. But yes, he respect persons. He doesn't respect personality. He doesn't respect tribes. So, a Yoruba man can be heaven. An Englishman can be heaven. I mean, heavy in terms, I'm talking about being big or promoted in God or whatever the case may be. Is that okay? God does not have consideration for tribes or genealogy. But he respects the personality of you. Your action, your behavior, your attitude is respected by God. Listen, what did the Bible say? He said, I will show myself faithful to him that is faithful. Did he say so? And I will show myself crooked to him that is crooked. What does that mean? God does not respect people, but he respects persons by reason of your behavior. Come on. Did you get that? Okay, so why we find Jeroboam here? Jeroboam was amongst every person, but Solomon picked him. Was he partial? Not at all. Hallelujah. God is no respecter of persons, but yet he respects persons. He doesn't respect personalities in terms of name you have. Okay, let me put it this way. God wants to do something to someone because the man is a big man. Therefore, he wants to do it for his child. Do you understand that? He doesn't respect that kind of thing. But he respects the individuals based on their conduct and services in the house of God. So you can qualify for God recognition. Can I hear an amen to that? You definitely can qualify for God recognition by reason of your services. You can qualify. He can look down. That is why it is possible for God to come into the midst of the house of Jesse and look for a young man who was busy. <laughs> can, can, you, can you get the picture there? If they didn't respect the, is there the holy app? The big brother in the house. God had no regard for the big brother. He went for the least among the big. Is that okay? And pick that one to become the king of Israel. He didn't respect. But yet God respects personalities in relation to your mind, your activity, and your attitude. So your tribe doesn't count. Your village doesn't count. That's why some of us can still preach. Though we come from very small villages, God does not respect them by saying, I must pick a minister from the city. Does that make sense to you? There's no respect of persons in that sense. 
But God respects people. He doesn't respect personality. If we're to be respecting personality in that sense, some of us can't even have the microphone because my dad was not a preacher. Is that okay? Hallelujah. Okay. Now, get the next thing. Proverbs 22. How did, how did Jeroboam come into this? Proverbs 22, 29. How did Jeroboam come into this? <laughs> There's a need for you to understand. Hallelujah. I feel something on my inside. I don't know. Something moving strong. Some of you are getting moved from one level to another. I tell you something. Because your mind is going to be open to see. There is a need for me to pursue the things of God. <laughs> and your exhortation is coming so quick. In the name of Jesus. See a kind of shaking around the environment. And the things that need to be shaken will be shaken out. <laughs> that that quick cannot be removed may stay. And God is at it right now. Okay, look at this. Proverbs 22 verse 29. Are you there with me? See I that man diligent in his business. He shall not stand before, he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before me men. Obscure people. You know when I say mere men people who are not noticed. My goodness. A man who is diligent in his business will stand out. He doesn't have, he can't be hidden. You will never be hidden. If you know exactly what you are supposed to do in the house of God. Glory to God. The word business. Melako. It means deputyship. That is ministry. Generally employment. Business is simply a rightful consign or responsibility of an individual in a given state of life. That is my definition. Hallelujah. What is business? A rightful consign or responsibility of an individual in a given state of life. <laughs> now, Jeroboam was diligent in his business, not his private business. But in the responsibility that he was given at that particular time in the building of the walls and the cities of Jerusalem by Solomon. Can you get that? Does it make sense to you? That's business. So business is not buying and selling. Because our mind is someone focused on buying and selling when we say business. That is not what I'm talking about now. Business is simply a consign or responsibility of an individual in a given state of life. <laughs> so even a husband, you have a business in your home. Because it's a responsibility that laid upon your shoulder as a man in the house. A woman, you have a business in your family because you have a responsibility as a mother of that home. Children, you are in business. Because you have a role to play. in can make the house in order. By simple instruction that is given to you by your parents. Everybody is in business. Am I talking to someone here? Everybody is in business. So business is not buying and selling in this context. Because Jeremiah was diligent in his business. And that promotes you. From the level of the unknown to the known. From the obscure to limelight. From a nobody to somebody. Because you are diligent. In that design responsibility. That you have been assigned to. Praise the Lord. It could be from the Lord. It could be within the framework of the church setting. 
Because a call to ministry is his business. I'm in business right now. You get what I'm saying? I'm in business. But I'm not buying and selling. Huh? Hallelujah. Because a call by God is a responsibility. So if I'm diligent in what I'm doing, then of course, God will promote me. What is the promotion? It takes me from the obscure level to the height. Can you see? Jeroboam was among the people. But here Jeroboam becoming what? A ruler. Now, he is not dining with the king, discussing with the king, sharing ideas with the king, telling the king the state of things in the city. He that is diligent in the business will stand before kings, but not with mere men. Your promotion has come. I'm not talking about fasting and prayer. No, 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 no. I'm talking about being diligent in what God has given unto you. And fasting and prayer is only that which enables you to navigate, to know how to do what God has asked you to do. Praise the Lord. Now, look at this again. From the message, I'm sure. Observe people who are good at their work. Skill workers are always in demand and admired. Mm -mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not just workers, but what skilled workers are always in demand and admired. So while this guy was doing the job, like every other person, maybe as a carpenter or whatever he was doing there, fixing the walls, Solomon was admiring the zeal, the commitment, the dedication, the strength, the energy that Jeremiah was putting on. He would just observe him. He was not only guy from that tribe. Hallelujah. They don't take a back seat to anyone. Can I hear an amen to that? <laughs> they don't take a back seat. No way. They are always in front. And not because they want to be in front, but they are qualified to be in front. God makes sure they get to the front. They don't take a back seat to anyone. You know, some of you, some of you, you come to service, you come to the things of the Lord, you are just lazy in out. And well, let them do, um, you know, let them go on. Well, we are part of it. <laughs> no contribution, nothing. Oh man, you are only trying to say, I will never be noticed by God. I don't want to be noticed by God. That's what you are saying. When people say, oh, well, leave them, I church just things, I church things. It's okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's okay. <laughs> you don't be watching your brothers, doing what they are doing, and sometimes be marking. What, what is all this? Killing yourself because of church business. Man, it's not church business. It's your business. Which qualifies you to get out of the back seat. Man, listen to me. I don't want to be a passenger. I want to be the driver of the vehicle. Come on now. Is anybody hearing this? Jeroboam became a driver in the tribe of Ephraim because he was diligent. You want to be, you want to be passengers all the time. <laughs> and, and you see the driver takes you to wherever you don't even want to go. Because he's in charge. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I just love this word. Amen? Like my friend Romero would say, if you won't buy this CD, I'm going to buy it for myself. Because I love this word. 
Because I know if I do what I'm talking about, I will never be on the back seat. Anywhere in the world. And Jeva will be in the back seat. I was in the library. My wife walked in there. Stood for a while. I didn't even know she came in. He said, so since I came here, you didn't see me. I said, I can't see you. I'm seeing the Bible. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody walked in there. I, I know my reading and studying that word will get me out of the back seat if I meet with my mate anywhere in the world. Told you the incident we had in Singapore. Man spoke for two hours. But I spoke for the five minutes. And the whole place was changed. And somebody came and said, the word is strong, sir. I said, God bless you. That's what I'm living for. Strong word. Huh? Strong word. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Diligence. See, a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings. Now, be fair, mere men, obscure people, men who have no recognition. Who, who is your fellow, man? Who do you fellowship with? No, 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 no. See, we keep on saying we are kings, we are kings. Oh, let me see your kingship. Are you in the palace or you're in the streets? Talk to me. The only thing that maintains your palace status is your diligence in what God has given you to do. Do you have a responsibility? Yes, sir. Oh, well, I think I don't have one. I'm going to give you one today. Will you take it from me? Hallelujah. Look at this. Industry brings you to a class in the society and the world. When I mean industry, he that is industrious. I'm not talking about business house. <laughs> is that okay? He that is industrious brings you to a class in the society and in the world. You know, Facebook, those of you who are in Facebook, you see all kind of trash in those things. <laughs> and somebody wrote to me and said, hey, man, listen to me. I've been following your write-ups on Facebook. Please, anytime you paste any article, tag me. I beg you. Not trash. Who want to tag trash to people? Who want to read trash? Huh? Like Pastor Max will say, woke up in the morning, oh, I slept well, and I woke up 7.30. And you want people to hear that. What's my business about you waking up 7.30 in the morning? Hallelujah. It brings you from obscure realm to a place where you can remind with other sets of people. Now, we are finding it difficult to handle dates now in South Africa. The whole week is completely booked. As, as, oh, you are coming to South Africa? Oh, man, you must come to my church. Man, you must. Hey, we need three days. Please reserve three days for us. Strong word. I have a fellow, we, we went together, and he was telling me, and he's in the church of one big apostle. So one of the leaders, there, and he said, hey man, if not for you, I'm not comfortable. I said, what is it? He said, I'm, meeting, I'm missing the meat that I eat every, every Tuesday. I said, what meat is that? He said, hey, this man from Nigeria, Chris, he's got something, man. I said, but you are in this, hey, leave that. We're just there, but I drink from that man's well. And now you are the next person. And there's something special about Nigeria. I don't know if I have to come there. I'm talking of somebody all the way from South Africa. 
strong meat. Diligence. Stay with the world. Stay in your place of assignment. Know why you are called. You will not stand before me, amen. Your promotion is here. I say your promotion is here. In the name of Jesus Christ. You are ever recognized amongst men and even God. Diligence. <laughs> you are ever, ever recognized. You are not only admired, you are also recognized by not just men, but even who? God. Come on, let's go on. Let me show you what that means. Jeremiah was chosen by God to become the next king, whose major responsibility is to care for his people. This was, listen, can you see the, the way it's coming from? This man was just merely assisting, doing the job, building the walls. Solomon saw him, made him to become the leader in charge of taxes and labor force. Since you know how to do it, you be in charge. That was not enough. God saw him and said, hey, prophet Ahijah, you look at Jeroboam there. Go make him the next king. Hallelujah. Diligence in your reward. Can you say little things you do, you think they don't matter. But God is watching. Your promotion is tied to that little sweeping you are asked to sweep in the church. Your promotion is tied there. You want to understand. Was Jeroboam intended to become a king? Was he intended to become the one to be in charge of everything in the city? Never. You know, this thing took me three days to prepare. This message, I don't know. I will write. The Lord will say, stop. I will stop and get out. My eyes came and said, are you still doing another message? I said, I can't even finish it. Three days I was working. But it's not long. But so many things were just running around my mind. And I got stuck there. I can't move out of that one chapter. I keep going over it again and again. And things were just, I can write a book on this. Diligence. In that little business, you are asked to perform that little job, that little duty of just maintaining the church, of just even shaking people, just staying by the door to shake hands, or sharing, shake hands with people, warmly too. Hallelujah. He ascended to kingship through diligence, but being observed not by man alone, but also by who? By God. He now became a prophet, I mean a king in the whole land. Messages come from God to you when you are diligent in what in that which you are asked to do. The prophet was sent by God. Instead of looking for prophet, God will send them to your doorstep. <laughs> I want to hear another loud demand to that. <laughs> Jeroboam did not go looking for Ahijah. Jeroboam was walking and God was positioning a prophet to go to him. This man was on his way, on his way, and a prophet was looking for him. Prophet will look for you. God will send messengers, send angels for your sake, because you are diligent in what you are doing. You think God is blind? <laughs> you think he does not keep record? He keeps record. He does not keep record of evil, but he keeps records of good. You say, how is that? Hey, go and ask Colinius, your arms. And your thanksgiving. Remember that your prayer has become what? A memorial. That's a record keeping. God keep record of good. You don't keep record of evil. Or all of us will perish. Am I talking here? <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? Everything you do, he keeps records. Mm? 
In fact, I think it's Malachi that called them jewels. Remember that? Jewels. Precious things unto God. Because they are diligent. They are committed. I want to see you committed people of God. Because I'm seeing that there is something great in being good in service. Reward comes to those in service. I mean, everything around you. Can you? Maybe next week I'm going to show you something again. In terms of authority over devils. I make you see that next week. If God permits that. If God won't take my mind off that. I make you see that. That reward of even authority over devils come because you are diligent to your service. This is just on the practical side. I take you onto the spiritual side next week so that you can understand. To know that your services are very crucial, not just to to God, but to you, not just to church, but to you and to your whole life. Can you see the trace here? Look at David becoming a standard. Look at Jeroboam becoming a king, all because he was what. Diligent. They were all diligent in what they were asked to do. What to be your faith from now? Diligent. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you there? Life directions comes when you are diligent in your duty. Jeroboam left from being a common man to a new level of life within his environment. Did you get that? Life directions. The services you render brings your directions in life, takes you from one level to another level. From a common man to a dignified human being amongst men. And it is your turn today. I said it is your turn. So wherever you are employed, whether in church or your business house, be word diligent. There's reward in service. He became a dignity just being what? Diligent. Can you imagine a mere man in the street becoming a king? Overnight. And this is not a king appointed by men, but by God himself. There is no promotion greater than this. And there is no one faster than this. There was no election. There was no debate. Come on, am I talking to someone here? Glory to God. He became a dignity just because he was diligent. Overnight. You know, can you imagine this guy fellowshipping and sharing all manner of jokes with people? Overnight, he became a king. Oh, my God. Here are the prophets running after this man to anoint him to become a king. Can you imagine the personality coming to look for one man just because he was diligent? Where God is commanding prophet to take a stand, to begin to move. God will help someone here this morning. <laughs> 